Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of Movies. Uh, my name is Colin, I'm the C, and with me, literally, is Zijan, the Z. Hi, Zijan. Hello, everyone. I'm looking into Colin's eyes right now. What What you might not know is that usually we do this over Skype, and now we're face-to-face over a table. You couldn't tell the difference at all, could you, from the previous podcast? It sounded like we were right next to each other. Right I'm sure it did. <laughs> but this, this is the future. People being in the same place. <laughs> very exciting. Uh, on today's uh, show, we're going to be looking at the year 2006. Uh, more precisely, uh, the films from the year 2006. Um, we've also got a bit of a quiz on Spider-Man coming up. Uh, and we're going to maybe talk about some other things if we think about them later on. Sijan, what were you doing in the year 2006? Uh, I arrived in the UK in 2005. So in 2006... I w- be between my first and second year of university. There you go. Yeah, me discovering British culture for the first time. You, you don't seem very happy about that. Uh, <laughs> and British weather for the first time. Well, there you go. That's an exciting thing to uh, <laughs> <laughs> our personal lives. Uh, but let's talk about some news. Do you have any movie news? Uh, from this year rather than 2006. <laughs> Do you know that in my spreadsheet right now, it keeps saying 2016 film. And every single time I've been Googling this, I keep Googling 2016 <laughs> first for some reason. For I have no idea why. But anyway, the first bit of news that I have is that the Star Wars Rogue One characters have been unreal. Have they? Yeah, have you seen them? Uh, no. The, the, so the pictures are out already. It's quite a diverse cast as well. Good, good. Yeah, so um, I'm sure you know Felicity Jones, isn't it? It's great Felicity Jones. Because... You like I do like Felicity Jones. I, I can't remember if I've said this on the podcast or not before, but she's basically the only person I've ever said was going to be big before she was big. And is she technically big right now? She's huge. Is she really? Oscar nominated, fronting a Star Wars film. Really? <laughs> Everyone knows that. Uh, do people know Felicity Jones? Email in. See to dead of movies. <laughs> Good place on college. Well done. Well done. What if you laugh over the emails? <laughs> C to Z of movies at gmail.com. If you've heard of Felicity Jones, or maybe if you are Felicity Jones, let us know. Uh, but yes, I said she was going to be huge based on her performance in Northanger Abbey many oh. years ago, and now she is. Do you know who she's playing in Star Wars, by the way? Uh, she is. No, I don't know. She's playing a character called Jean Erso, and Jean is spelled J Y N, not G I N, like the drink. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, uh, is there a clue in that? Uh, she's supposed to be a rebellious young fighter who winds up working for the rebellion. What would prove to be a turning She's a, point? A rebellious person in the rebellion. Yeah, I know, right? That makes sense. They, they clearly didn't think this true <laughs> enough when they put the description down. Uh, apart from Felicity Jones, uh, there's Diego Luna, plays a guy called Cassian Endor. Um, Why bother practicing names before we go live? No idea. Uh, there's Donnie Yen, who I know, not personally, <laughs> but no, not personally, but I've seen his films before. Okay. So Donnie Yen plays Chirut in Wei. Which is of course a blind monk. Because what else will a Chinese person play? Uh, Good. So there's Jiang Wen, who plays Base Malvers, who's obviously Donnie Yen's best friend because they're both from the same race. Uh, but it's not racist because it's in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> uh, there's Riz Ahmed. Okay. So I don't know whether you know him. You no. Remember him? He's the guy in Nightcrawler. The oh, yes, yes. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry. Just, yes, he was very good in that. Yeah, yeah. he was Jake Gyllenhaal's uh, partner. In Isn't he a musician Carl. of some sort uh, in real life? Uh, maybe. I, I think Nightcrawler might have been his first film. Yeah, it could be. And he plays Body Rook. I don't know why they come up with this name, it's just brilliant. And then he just throw out letters and pick some up. Yeah, just tiles from a scroll bag. Well, so, but Kylo Ren from The Last Star Wars, yeah. Kylo was a subtle reference to Skywalker and Solo being put together. As a clue, really? as a clue that he was the son of uh, Han and Leia, apparently. So, what what was Felicity Jones's name? Jin. Jin. J Y N. J Y N. I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything to do with that. No, um, but this is supposed to be a prequel, isn't it? Before the Death Star was built. That's so. That's unless right. you know. But it's very very shortly before Episode Four, apparently. Oh yeah, no. I okay. have no idea, but yeah, um, the pictures are out on. Uh, yeah, the, on, the the on the internet. On the internet. I'm familiar. Right, <laughs> good. Well, at least that's one thing I'm familiar with here. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it, it's good. It's quite a diverse cast. Yes. No, Pete's the uh, first one where everyone was white. Yes. Um, apart from the wacky aliens. Um, okay. 
Well, I, I, I also asked in New Zealand. I did ask for them. <laughs> <laughs> was I supposed to ask for them? Never mind. Do you have any news? I do have some news. I have very little news. Um, my news is basically I've seen some some film trailers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I saw a trailer for the film. Big news, guys! <laughs> Colin saw some film trailers this week. A uh, trailer for the film Sully, uh, starring Tom Hanks as the pilot. Uh, Sully Cheeseburger, whatever his name was. Um, Sullenberger, who landed on the Hudson. But it's interesting, I, I thought, how do you make a film of that? Because it's basically five minutes of him landing a plane on the river. But it, from the trailer, it looks like. Was he an alcoholic? I, I don't think he was. Was he a drug addict? I don't think so. You're thinking of uh, the Denzel Washington film, mm, yeah. Flight, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm just um, trying to think. You always make something out of this. Well, what they seem to have done um, is make it all about the aftermath. Which is interesting, because I've not heard that story before. No, I've it before. But it's good to dig a bit deeper. So I'm looking forward to that. That should be good. Um, I also saw another trailer. They just keep coming. Yeah, well then. The Jack Reacher sequel has a trailer. Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise. Ah, you love Tom Cruise. I do love Tom Cruise. You love Tom Cruise as well, but not as much. Perhaps. Not as much. No. Your, your shrugging doesn't come across on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, guys, I shrugged just now when Colin said Tom Cruise. I'm now wondering how often you shrug on the podcast. Or <laughs> roll my eyes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, sequel to the last Jack Reacher film, which is called Jack Reacher. This one's called Jack Reacher Never Go Back, which I guess they, they are going back. Uh, features uh, everyone's favourite comedian actress, Kobe Smulders. Um, it looks kind of average. I have nothing more to say. <laughs> <laughs> so... This past news that you have for the past two weeks, you saw two trailers, and one of them you have nothing much to say about it. <laughs> Kobe Smothers, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a good thing I this podcast is with two people in it, because I've got news. Perfect. Um, the Spider-Man movie universe is back on the cards. So back then, they were planning like the Sinister Six and... That was never off the cards, was it? Mm, it was for a bit. So Sony was still saying they were going to... I mean, no one believed them, but they kept saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah well, now it's official. Good. Yeah, it's back on the cards now. Um, they'll continue to work with Marvel on future Spider-Man movies. Um, Sony has the ultimate authority. Okay. Of the five Sony Spider-Man films, or six if you're counting the one that no one counts, at least two of them are very, very good. Um, no, and most two and, of them are really, also, really good. Also, also at most. Exactly yeah. two of them <laughs> are very, very good, in my view. But Marvel make better films in general. They do. They do. Um, especially given the last two Spider, the last Spider-Man film, especially, I think I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was bad as the critics. Thought no, it I, I thought it was fine. It was just a bit crowded. Definitely too crowded. I'm sure they'll get around that by putting lots of villains into a single film. Well, yeah, Sinister Six. Well, we'll see how the Suicide Squad does. Yeah, right. a good DC film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Green Lantern was was it DC? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed Green Lantern. No one enjoyed Green Lantern. <laughs> I, I did, I did. I have to say I did. It's because of Spider-Man as well, continuing on. Oh, yeah. um, there was an interview recently that Elizabeth Banks um, was deemed too old to play Mary Jane Watson. Elizabeth uh, Banks? Elizabeth Banks in the first Spider-Man film. Because she was too old. You know, but Tobey Maguire was the same age as her. Really? Yeah. Wow. When they did the first what? But he was, film. I mean, he was like 30 and he was playing 18. Yeah, I was saying. She played, um, what's the name, the receptionist? Yes, she did. Why has Kristen Nelson been since then? Uh, she's been in the TV series Fargo. Oh, have you seen it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you just ended the conversation. Right on, Colin. Well well, she was in the film Midnight Fly. Yeah, okay. Not Midnight Fly, that's a song. Midnight Special, um, which I just haven't seen. Yeah. Would you have, do you have anything else I have some more news to contribute to this segment? Two. Wreck-It Ralph 2. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw the first Wreck-It Ralph. We talked about it a bit last week, uh, last time. Was okay. It was okay. I wonder if they get Sarah Silverman back again. I imagine they won't struggle to get Sarah Silverman back. No, I mean, I'm speaking as in, will they get all the characters back, do you think? I think they, yes. They I, think, no, I think they get the main two or three and then they'll build them some new ones. Yeah. We'll move on to our main segment of the show, uh, which is 2006 and movies. Um, it's going to be even more interesting than that anecdote about how Zizhan was at university in 2006. Oh, written in my Excel spreadsheet 2016 in film. <laughs> For some reason, I keep typing 2016 and I have no idea why. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about 2006. You can talk about all the films that came up this year. Uh, um, yeah, I can do that. So, let's, let's start by saying, let's look at the biggest grossing films in 2016. Mm-hmm. Should we do that? Yeah. Um, so the biggest grossing film in 2006, you got me, didn't it? The biggest, gross, <laughs> <laughs> the biggest grossing film in 2006 was Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Yeah, I was very surprised by that. 
That's odd. Is that like, yeah. really big in Asia or something? I have no idea. Um, I was here then. But I, I was quite surprised that Pirates of the Caribbean was so high up. I was going through the films, I thought X-Men would be higher. Yeah, really? X-Men always under, underperforms compared to what you think it might do. Yeah. yeah. But to be fair though, there weren't any... Or oh, Superman Returns, actually. Superman Returns came in at ninth biggest grossing. Mm. Yeah, I thought they would come in higher. Pirates of the Caribbean. I guess the first two films were... This is the third film, isn't it? I think it's the second one. The second film? Because uh, At World's End was the third one, wasn't it? I can't keep track of this now. <laughs> Why can't you put like a number beside it? Exactly. Well, the first one was Curse of the Black Bell. Second one, I think, is Dead Man's Chest. So it's got... It's, That's probably why it grows so much money. Because the first one was good. Yeah, the first one was entertaining. It was, I liked the first one. Yeah. Uh, the second one brings in Bill Nye, is that Squidman? Um, yeah, I remember that now. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, That's quite creepy. I remember Orlando Bloom in... Well, Kira Knightley was definitely wasted in that film, because she's a good actress and she got to do nothing. Mm. Orlando Bloom's not really a good actor, is he? He's good at jumping around and waving swords. And shooting arrows. Shooting arrows, he can shoot a good arrow. Um, but He looks into a camera smolderingly. Does he look into the camera? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> uh, but I think, well, you look at uh, his film career since then, he's not had the best time of it. No, he was big for a lot of the rings. And then I guess they put him in Paris of Caribbean because of a lot of the rings, really. And yes. He was, wasn't it? And I imagine. I'm, I imagine so. Mm. And he's done, he's done a few other things, like, he was, was he in Troy? I don't know. Well, yeah, he um, was. He was um, Paris. Okay, he was in the Three Musketeers. He, he likes to swashbuckle. Clearly. But I'm trying to think of films I've seen him in that weren't swashbuckling. Elizabeth Town isn't good. Um, anyway, so that's the most highest grossing. The second one I haven't seen, and the third one I haven't seen. They're Da Vinci Code and Ice Age colon The Meltdown, respectively. <laughs> I've seen a Da Vinci Code. Have you read a book before? Nope. No, I have never no. seen it, read it, no, nothing. It's like. It, it was like one of the best selling books of all time it was. in that time, wasn't my, it? My brother's read it, he said it was terrible. Um, you read it? I've read it, yeah. I can understand why people enjoyed it. It was a very light read. You could just flip through it quickly. Um, there are a lot of conspiracy theories in it, mm. especially against the church. Yes, I, I know. <laughs> which is why I'm pretty sure. Uh, it, it was interesting because I'm, I'm a Christian at, at university. Uh, we did talk about it a bit because um, people were. We used to have kind of meetings where we talk about Christianity and, and I invite non-Christians along. And at this point, they'd all be like, yeah, but the Bible was made up in year 100 by these people, wasn't it? And we'd yeah. have to say, well, just because Dan Brown wrote it doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story though, Colin. Um, oh, yeah. In truth, sorry. Okay. I actually watched The Da Vinci Code in Warwick. That is a funny from, story. Where, where you studied. I studied, you? I studied at the University of Warwick. I yeah, know. I watched it in Warwick. What's the name? The, Warwick Art Centre. That's the name of the city, right? Centre where... Well, interesting diversion for our listeners. Uh, Warwick University is actually in Coventry. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw it in Coventry. Oh, yeah. I saw it in Coventry because I was visiting my, visiting my friends who were in Warwick. Oh, yeah. Um, and I watched this film, this exact film, Da Vinci Code, on a Sunday afternoon. And there were only two people in the <laughs> cinema, me and my friend. Also the Coventry Odeon? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It was so quiet, I have no idea. And the country's just dead on a weekend. I don't know why. Yeah. I would have been almost certainly in that city at the same time. Our paths could have crossed even. Thank but... God it did. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, but Tom Hanks is in it. Tom Hanks is in it? Um, and Tom Hanks is. He's always good. He's always good. There's, um, there's a new one coming out, isn't there? Yes, uh, and he's in it as well. As is Felicity Jones. It all ties together. Mm. Um, Oh, wait. Inferno? Inferno. Yeah. He's playing the same character again, Rob Langdon. Mm. Yes, he gets older, but the girls stay the same age. It's the, uh, the older. Best Hollywood. Yes. Hollywood is. I won't be watching that one either. Because um, <laughs> they, they did Angels and Demons as well. Yes. Which and I didn't see. Even McGregor's in it. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, what's right. next? So Ice Age The Meltdown. There's another Ice Age film coming out, astonishingly. <laughs> <laughs> Stop making Ice Age films. They're not bad. In fairness, again, I've not seen any of them. But um, let's move on. <laughs> Number four, Casino Royale. We talked a bit about uh, about Daniel Craig's Bond yeah. last time. I think Casino Royale is, is brilliant. It's probably actually my favourite film of, of 2006. Oh, is it? I think it is. I, it was a great rebooting of the Bond franchise. It, it, got a, it lost its way a lot under Pierce Brosnan and Die Another Day with lots of CGI and mm. craziness. Casino Royale reboosted it to, well, first we make it grittier and a bit more real. Yeah, I remember that. In fairness, it's not difficult to make things more real than die another day, having an invisible car. But also kind of getting into the character of James Bond and seeing what makes him tick and why, why he is like he is. So I thought, I think the 
definitely the best of the Daniel Craigs. I, I like Skyfall Inspector. I didn't like Quantum of Solace, but I, I don't think they've managed to quite recapture the scene royale magic. I've seen all the Daniel Craig Bond films. I was never a Bond fan to begin with. I've only seen like maybe two Pierce Brosnan Bond films, okay. and that was it. And Daniel Craig was probably the only Bond which I've followed his entire Bond career throughout. Right. Um, and it was my first Bond, my first impression, because I thought Pierce Brosnan was American. <laughs> I remember you saying, in fact, you said on the podcast last last time, I think, or maybe two times ago. There you go. Yeah, but uh, I enjoyed um, Casino Royale. I can't remember much of it though now. Okay. I think it's been a while since the last it's, ten years. So it has been it has been ten years. That's that's kind of the point. I should mention that people can do maths. That's fine. Uh, number five, Night at the Museum. You must like that film, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed that film. How do you know? I, it just felt like your kind of thing. Um, what? <laughs> you you make it? Yeah. Hey, I enjoyed it as well. Uh, yeah. uh, ben Stiller. The great Ben Stiller. I said a great Ben Stiller. It's, it's, quite, it's one of his better films, though, I think. Yes, yeah. So if people haven't seen Night in the Museum, um, Ben Stiller is a, is a security guard. Um, yes, the in museum, the Natural History. Natural History Museum, which comes to life at night uh, and to have amusing things of him being chased by dinosaur skeletons. and. Uh, yeah, there was Genghis Khan. Yes. There was Robin Williams, the late Robin Williams. Yes. Yeah. Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Uh, had various cowboys and Indians. There's the woman who led Lewis and Clark across America that every American schoolboy knows the name of. Well, we have no idea who they are. I can't think of who it was. Yeah, I'm not going to try and guess. They've made two sequels of it, didn't they? Uh, they have. I've seen the second one, which brings in uh, yeah. Amy, Amy Adams as... Emily Earhart. That's right, Emily Earhart. Yeah. Um, and keeps Dick Van Dyke. He's in both of them, wasn't he? As, uh, as one of the older security guards. Yes, yes. Oh, good old Dick. I wish he did a Cockney accent then. Um, what was the third film? The third one, I haven't seen that one. Rebel Wilson's in it. Secret of the Tomb, I believe, is the subtitle. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think So I imagine it involves a tomb and some secrets. I've definitely seen the second one on a flight. So the Washington Monument comes alive. That was pretty good. Oh, um, Lincoln. Lincoln. No, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, number six in the top ten gracing films is Cars. <laughs> oh, Cars. I have not seen Cars. Oh, Cars. <laughs> It's a very disappointing Pixar film. Really, really wow. bad. Okay. Uh, I think the only film that I think which is worse than Cars is Cars 2. What, Planes? No one, no one, no one, no one talks about Planes, Colin. I'm sorry. No, you, you don't mention that. That's never, that, okay. that never happened. Yeah. Um, I, Have you ever seen the film Docs Hollywood? No. Okay. That's not from 2006, but Cars apparently pretty much steals the entire plotline of Doc Hollywood. But since I've seen Doc Hollywood and not Cars, and you've seen Cars and not Doc Hollywood, we're going to struggle. What was in Doc Hollywood? Uh, was it just Cars coming alive? No, no, uh, there's no, no Cars coming alive. But, uh, Michael J. Fox is a, um, a surgeon who's on his way to the, the bright lights of LA, I think it is, um, and making lots of money. Then he runs into a small town in America, falls in love with a rustic charm, and recants his desire for big money. Uh, to spend time with them instead. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the <laughs> plot of Cars. I think what the problem with Cars was, was that it lost the heart of many Pixar films. I think most Pixar okay. films, they, they are really good at capturing emotions and they're really good at making you laugh or cry. And Two big emotions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he watched Inside Out really well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Yeah, you can't even think, remember the name of the main character, Lightning McQueen or something oh, like yes. that? Oh yes, Owen Wilson. Yeah, Owen Wilson. Um, it just wasn't a, a great film. Okay. It's probably Tars, Pixar's legacy. Let's, let's rattle on through the rest of these then. Uh, I thought we were trying to spread this out, Colin. <laughs> we don't have more segments after this. We, 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 don't have, we don't have enough segments this week. But there are hundreds of films that come out in 2006, so I don't want to spend too much time talking about X-Men The Last Stand. Oh! <laughs> X-Men The Last Stand. Not very good film, was it? Zeke? No, no. That came in number seven. Mm. Um, it's probably well, my I reckon the worst film. Wow, worst film of two thousand six. Oh, that's I, that's a big claim. It is a big claim. Um, I think like Click is better than X Men: The Last. See, Click was on my list. I've not actually seen Click, so I can't uh, I can't comment. Um, so X Men: The Last Stand. X Men: The Last Stand. Why is it the worst film of two thousand six? So the thing is, X Men X two were both good films. X2 especially stands out. Both very good, sure. Very good. The problem with um, X-Men 3, The Last Stand, first of all, they tried to make it a solo Wolverine film. They introduced new characters who do nothing at all. Yeah. They, they've... Well, wait a minute, I'm going to hold you up there. Kitty Pride, that's a good new character. We're brought in. 
That is a good new character. Beast, good new character. Beast is good. Angel is not a good character. He does absolutely nothing to the plot. That's fair. Um, all the people that they released from prison. They seem to be only there because they had an amusing mutation that they could do. Yeah. Put in for like 10 yeah. seconds and then... And the, the end scene was just absurd. You have like thousands of mutants just rushing. Yes. Like six X-Men and they keep losing. And all these mutants supposedly have some sort of powers. Yes. And they still lose to six X-Men, which is... Oh, just bonkers. So, I'm not going to launch a big defense of this film. But I think it has it has good... I like the, the continuation of the Rogue and Bobby storyline. I thought that worked well with her wanting to give up her powers. You always like love stories in superhero films. I do. You know this about me. Um, I like Beast. I liked, uh, I liked Billy Bride. Yeah, that's about it. Um, <laughs> that was quick. That was quick. No, I, I, I think it just ruined the whole franchise for me. Wow. Okay. Well, it did, though, because it ended... Because it wasn't Brian Singer who did it. In the most recent X-Men film, we took a dig at it. It did. So we've, we didn't mention this when we talked about X-Men Apocalypse. But yes, in a weird scene, walking out of the cinema, one of them just said, the third film's always the worst. I don't know. I'm sure that played very well at Comic-Con. I'm sure they enjoyed that line. Yeah. But, but for the cinema-going audience, they must have thought it was a bit strange. Mm. But I can name... I've got my list of other 2006 films. I've jumped off the top ten list for now. I reckon I reckon at least three of these are worse than that. Okay. Uh, so Alien Autopsy. Simon Pegg. No, no, this is um Anton Deck. You might not know that Anton Deck were actors. No, <laughs> not not in two thousand six though. I only just came and found out who are these two people that British people seem to love. It's fair to say Anton Deck haven't haven't made it global yet. Mm, clearly um, not. So for our if we have any listeners outside of Britain, which we might do, your brother listens. He's in Britain. Never mm. mind. Um, if you have any listeners across the globe, Ant and Deck are effectively TV presenters in this country. That's what they mainly do. They were they start on a on a uh, TV show called Biker Grove, so they were actors as kids. They're also pop stars for a brief period, under the name PJ and Duncan. Anyhow, you British people are so funny sometimes. <laughs> uh, anyhow, they made a film in 2006 called Alien Autopsy um, to see if they could still act, I guess. Um, <laughs> and what what was the conclusion? Conclusion is no, <laughs> they cannot. They, 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 the plot, as much as I recall it, is um, they faked some pictures of an alien autopsy and then tried to persuade the world they were real. I can't remember what happened. I guess <laughs> I guess people fell for it for a bit and then they did. That's, so that's worse than X-Men 3. Did it gross a lot of money? No, no, it did not. I, I haven't got the numbers in front of me, but um, I can't imagine anyone outside of Britain saw it. Was it popular in the UK, though, when no. it came out? No. No, yeah. I mean, it, was, it was out, but not, it wasn't popular. But I thought you liked Enter that. As a, as a nation, mm. we do, but obviously, as obviously not as actors. Um, let's see what's what. Just my luck. Now, in fairness, I only saw the first five minutes of Just My Luck. You you can't <laughs> you can't put something as the worst film where you've only seen five minutes of it, Colin. And yes, I'm going. To. No, you can't. Okay. You, well, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. So fine. Okay. It's, Lindsay Lohan. I say no more. Is it Chris Pine in there? It is Chris Pine, actually. Um, do you want to tell the, the plot of the, the five minutes the, you've seen, Colin? I know the plot from the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Lindsay Lohan uh, is very... No, I can't remember which way around it. One of them is very lucky. The other one is very unlucky. You see, if you've seen the whole film, Colin, you would have known. <laughs> and either they switch over... Like a Freaky Friday kind of Or they don't. I don't remember. But in the, the five minutes I saw... It's a bad film. Oh, well, the first you didn't give it a chance. I, I didn't give it a chance. Uh, if you've seen Just One Luck, let us know. C2ZFMovies at gmail.com. Let us know if you're going to find a good movie. Um, in which case, you probably won't let me include uh, Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties, which I saw the last ten minutes of. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> okay. Um, no, definitely not. Although it's a great good name, though. It's a good name. It's a good name for our film. Fair, fair play to that. Tale of Two Kitties. Okay, in which case, de- so, Deja Vu and uh, The Holiday. I saw all of those. They weren't very good. Let's move on. Oh, no, The Last Kiss. That's a bad film. What's wrong with The Holiday? Uh, I've seen clips of it, so I've not seen the whole film. And that's why I cannot judge on it. <laughs> like some people, Colin. So you know how some people have said, and you may not have heard this, Kate Winslet never makes bad films. In fairness, it might just be my brother who said this. No, Simon. Um, he said that. I raised The Holiday as a bad It's just uh, plot The Holiday... Um, wasn't it just like they wanted to be in the new love actually wasn't it well with only four of them though I think so Jude Law Kate Winslet Cameron Diaz and Jack Black uh, they pair up oh, I remember they, it was they wanted to be the next love actually because it was released around Christmas time I okay. yeah so. well it failed 
Well, that's got a good cameo from Dustin Hoffman. Fine. Uh, I'll return briefly to the list of top ten grazing films. We've got three left. Um, Mission Impossible 3. It's when the Mission Impossible films started getting good again. Are you Mission Impossible fans, even? I've seen some films, and I can't remember which ones were you now. I know I've seen the first one. I can't remember whether I've seen the third one. Third one is uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, it's got a nice love story, you know, I like love stories. They all uh, seem to blend into one mission, big Mission Impossible film now. Mich- Michelle Monaghan, uh, lovely Michelle Monaghan, plays his wife Julia. Uh, Tom Cruise decides he's going to stop being a spy and then gets called back to be a spy. It's it's not as good as Mission Impossible 4 or 5, I don't think. Definitely better than 2. I'd say it's better than 1. That's where it ranks in the Mission Impossible franchise. Um, Superman Returns comes in at number nine. We talked about it briefly earlier. I think that's really underrated film. I Returns. thought so too. I don't. I don't think it deserves all the panning it got from the critics. Too, no. To be fair, I thought the newer Superman films are worse than that Superman film. I thought Brandon Ruth did a decent job as being Superman. At least you felt more for him. Yes. Then yeah. Henry Cavill's broody, moody yeah. And they, they didn't try and make it dark and gritty. It's kind of they really, yeah. Superman is a joyful character. Superman stands up in the middle of a football stadium with a plane that he's rescued from orbit. Everyone cheers. He says, "This is still the safest way to travel." Flies off into the sunset, uh, or to the sunrise, or just the sun. And it's, uh, <laughs> why not? <laughs> some form of sun doing it. And it's it's just great fun. Um, I think it's not it's not perfect. It gets a bit silly when he's lifting a big rock into the sky. Why didn't critics like it? I can't remember. I think they felt um, it lacked dramatic impact, certainly in the last bit. People didn't like Kate Bosworth as Lois Lane. Uh, Kevin Spacey was Lex Luthor. I thought he was very good, Lex Luthor. I thought he was okay. Um, He was quite camp. Yeah. The thing is, because I never read the comics, I think people who liked the comics didn't like this one much because it was very low scale. But surely they wouldn't like the current Superman ones even more. No. Or indeed the original Superman film. So this was also effectively a a sequel to Superman 2. So the uh, the Christopher Reeves films. So uh, the idea is Superman had returned from trying to find Krypton, which wasn't there. You already knew, so it's a bit odd. And seeing he could come back after a few years and seeing what's changed. But Brian Singer directed it, and he actually dropped out of X Men Three to yeah, direct yes, it. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's a bit of shame though, because now both X Men Three and Superman Returns have gotten bad reviews. Yeah, underrated, I think. And uh, in at number ten. I've not seen it. I'm sure you have. Happy Feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen Happy Feet. I've definitely seen Happy Feet. Um, it was a very cheerful film. I preferred it over Cars, really. Um, it's just penguin dancing. Penguins dancing. How, how can you afford penguin dancing? Uh, well, I say I've not seen it, so maybe it's... Uh, I saw it on a flight, though, so I, did, oh, well, I definitely right. didn't that's go all fine. the way to... Although it's a Coventry to see it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, any other films from 2006 you want to talk about that uh, aren't on that list? Well, you have the award-winning films, don't you? Oh, yes. So, um, best film. Best film, The Departed. I, uh, I told you, I think we've mentioned this before, but because it's based on um, a Hong Kong film, mm, yeah. Infernal Affairs. Infernal Affairs was a really, really good film. It captured all the, <laughs> it captured all the grittiness of the Hong Kong triads and... It's quite interesting to see, you know, two double agents. Oh yeah, yeah. So for those who haven't seen it, uh, Leo DiCaprio plays a policeman who's infiltrated the gang, effectively. Yeah. And uh, Matt Damon, uh, vice versa. Yes, and they were very good performances. Mm, excellent. In Departed, uh, was it Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson, I thought was fantastic. He was in that really film. good yes. in that film. Jack Nicholson played kind of the. Um, I think it was based on real character, probably not, but um, based on kind of a mob boss, effectively. Yeah, no, we talked about it a bit, didn't we? Because we did um, Leo in our first ever Actor Factor. Yes. Um, yeah, I thought I, I like Scorsese. Um, I think he, he doesn't write female parts very well. Mm. So the, the woman in it, whose name escapes me, um, kind of plays the love interest of both Leo and Matt Damon. Um, she doesn't have that much to do other than kind of just wait for them to come back. The, the thing is, there wasn't. I don't think there was a female character in the original yeah, well, right. yeah, film as well. But it's not all Martin Scorsese's films. I mean, fair enough. He's, Casino had quite a big role, but, but by and large, it's it's focusing on the male roles. I think that's a weakness of his. I think it's one of his few films that obviously would, didn't feel like it went on too long. I like the bits where it just keeps you guessing to see who will catch who first. It's, it was basically a cat and mouse kind of game, mm, and yeah. it gets the audience trying to trying to work out, oh, this is uh, this is what he's doing to to accomplish this. For example, yeah. I'm not going to spoil the film. No, <laughs> anyway, it's but... a lot of tension, definitely. Yeah, very very exciting film, and uh, yeah, best picture, and also Martin Scorsese's first uh, best director Oscar. 
Oh, I didn't know that. I thought he won before. No, so I, I think he should have done. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, so this is one of these things in the academy kinds that are oh, sorry we haven't given you one yet. Like Leo. Like like Leo, um, as you were saying uh, last time around, like uh, Julie Andrews. So it happens every night. But yeah, good good film. Um, so other Oscar nominated films, uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I think I borrowed that DVD off of you. That doesn't mean you've seen it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is a, that's a very good point. Uh, I've seen it. I'm okay with it. I don't. I think there's some very good performances, but it wasn't very memorable to me. Okay. So for those who haven't seen it, again, um, it's based around a, a young girl called Abigail, or played by Abigail Breslin. Uh, she's taking part in a dancing competition. But mm-hmm. Her family gathers around. They get into a um, yellow mini- minivan and drive across the country to get to to the finals. Um, but yeah, Steve Carell, um, either Alan Alda or Alan Arkin, I always get them mixed up. Mm. Uh, one of those. Uh, Paul Dano, he's, um, he appears a lot in film, but he isn't very well known, Paul Dano, but he's a very good actor. But it's, it's a great cast, and it's very indie style. Yeah, it was very indie style, but I just can't remember, I remember the end quite well. Yes. Because it's it was really funny, I, it was, I just laughed out loud at the end. It was really, really It's quite, quite a change of tone at the end. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. I, I, so I didn't see it until a couple of years ago, so I didn't see it at the time, but... Um, Oh yeah, I enjoyed it a lot actually. Uh, even though it stole the name of a of, a, of Roger Hargreaves' Little Miss Book uh, for its title. <laughs> uh, right, I've got my, my list of Oscar nominated films down here. Uh, I saw Half Nelson the other day, which is um, Ryan Gosling playing a playing a teacher. Again, very indie film, but it's kind of Ryan Gosling's uh, calling it the first first film that people have seen of his. Um, okay. Oscar nominated for it actually. Uh, it's not his best work, I don't think. It's, again, it's it's almost too indie for its own good, and any kind of conclusion is fake. So it kind does of, it feel like Oscar bait? I, don't, I think it's too low budget to be Oscar bait. Okay. Um, but it's almost like, well, we've got this story, we've got these characters, but we don't want to tie it all up neatly. Um, how about The Prestige? you seen The Prestige? I've seen The Prestige. Um, I didn't like it as much as The Illusionist. Okay. So the both two magician films that came out around the same time. Yeah. The Prestige and The Illusionist. Was The Illusionist also 2006 then? I think it was very close to each other because I remember thinking, why are these two very similar films coming out? So, I think the part, I'm going to say spoilers alert right now. Okay. Yep. Spoilers alert. If you're not seeing this prestige, please like ignore the next 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. But I think the part where which lost me in the prestige was when you introduced the cloning bit. Yes. Yeah, I agree. It was, it just became a bit too sci-fi-ish for yeah. me. I liked it when Christian Bale had the twin. Yes. I they made Brilliant. Brilliant. It's a good yeah. idea, but Hugh Jackman and the cloning machine was just... It felt like a big cop out. So again, it was, yeah. um, well, this, we're in spoilers, so we don't need to explain the plot too carefully. But um, they've done this bunch of trick, and you're thinking, "Oh, how do they do it? What, 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 what's the clever twist that they're going to show us?" And the clever twist is they invented cloning. And, yeah, that, that it, felt like a that cop was, out. That was just so bad. I mean, like I thought it was a good period film, which you know you have a bit sensible yeah. answer to everything. But suddenly, oh, the clone! Why not just introduce like time travel? It yeah. just goes back in time, and then yeah, yeah. So it's just pointless. You don't like it as much as people like it. No, uh, I've not seen The Illusionist, so I can't compare, but according to my, my Word document, uh, The Illusionist was also 2006. Mm. Rocky Balboa, not an Oscar, not a Oscar nominated film, but uh, I thought it was a uh, great return to form. I don't know how you feel about the Rocky films. I've not seen many, really. Uh, is this the one with Rocky's son? Uh, no, so, well, Rocky's son is in it, yes, yes, in fairness. Um, but basically, Rocky Balboa uh, comes back many years later, decides that he obviously wants to have a uh, a, a box match against the world champion hmm. um, based on having seen a, a computer simulation of it uh, and it's ridiculous because he would die um, but once you put that to one side I thought it was very good and, and moved on nicely to Creed which came out earlier this year that was good that's probably um, Sylvester Stallone's well I, well I like that film a lot yeah, very good performance very good performance, very good performance. Um, uh, was that part of Oscar nominated films Rocky Balboa sadly not I just jumped straight to it. Yeah, yeah, that's just random. We were talking about Oscar nominated films, Colin. We, were, we can't just keep jumping things wrong. It looks like we can. Um, <laughs> okay, back to the Oscar nominated films. Uh, let's see, we've got The Pursuit of Happiness. So last week, or sorry, two weeks ago, I said, I've bought three films on DVD that came out in 2006. It was Pursuit of Happiness, uh, Letters from Iwo Jima, and Flags of Our Fathers. How many have you seen, Colin? I've seen one of them. Well done. Thank you. It was The Pursuit of Happiness. <laughs> um, and I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was uh, Will Smith playing a um, basically a, a guy who's got very little money. He's got a young kid. His wife leaves him. He's, he's trying to sell bone density scanners. Probably the best film about bone density scanners I've ever seen. Um, he, he 
isn't making much of a good job of that. So he thinks, I'll try this internship for stockbrokers. Uh, works his way through the internship. Uh, yeah. Do you know why the name Happiness and Title has a Y instead of an um, so there's some graffiti, not graffiti, there's, there's a mural outside his kid's school and they spelled it wrong. Oh, okay. I'm not sure if there's another reason. But uh, Chief of Happiness is part of the American Declaration of Independence, maybe? What? This is, is what? It, um, so my American history is not great. It seems that like yours isn't either. Um, but Why would mine be? <laughs> the, the phrase, the Chief of Happiness, uh, was said by some president sometime. Okay. And uh, why the, the happiness is not wrong? Well, I think he spelled it right. I'm not really sure. Mm. But it was spelled wrong in the mural. So I didn't like the film that much. Did you not? No. Okay, tell no. Me why. Well, I think that the whole story was basically saying that the only way to be happy right. was to make money. Okay. That was the entire idea of the story. If what? I wanted like a story about being happy, I would watch like Life is Beautiful. Or oh, Happy Feet. Yeah. Um, or Happy Feet. Really, but that well, that was the basic. Life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. The um. Is that about being happy? No, but at least the the father was trying the same kind of story, isn't it? I, I don't think because I, I I really did like it, but I don't think he was. Yeah. I don't think he was trying to make money just for the sake of making money. I think he was trying to make money so his kid could eat food. And it's also about the kid could eat food. They they down to the last twenty bucks. They could eat something, but it it just felt like it just felt like that when I was watching the whole film. I was like. Maybe because I do um, not like Will Smith very much anyway. Well, this is this is news to me because I thought everyone liked Will Smith. Turns out this was probably Jaden Smith's best performance. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I mean that's not asking much of it. So we we might talk more about Will Smith at another time in Actor Factor probably. Yeah. Um, but I I was looking through IMDb at Will Smith and he hasn't made a good film since this. Whether or not you think this is a good film, I was looking through the list and he made Men in Black Three, mm-hmm. which wasn't very good. Um, Iron Legend, which was very disappointing, I thought. Oh, this is a big one. After Earth, he did. I didn't see that one. Uh, that was. Uh, I didn't see that one either by critics really. really they they hated, hated it, it yes. Yeah. So, Michael M. Shaman, he did a film in 2006 as well, The Lady in the Water. Oh, was that? Okay. Yeah, that was out then. And I think that was the film when M. Night Shaman started going downhill very quickly. Okay. I think before that, it was still okay. He made Signs. I really like Unbreakable. And Unbreakable was yeah, good as well, I enjoyed it. But Lady in the Water, I think, was the beginning of his downfall in 2006. Mm. It was, uh, you've not seen the film before. No. Um, it's very contrived, but he stars in his own film. Okay. Yeah. He stars in his own film as a writer who can change the world. That's That's been done before, isn't it? Um, yeah. Um, it, it's not, he's not a good actor. <laughs> he should definitely stay behind the camera. There were some good performances. I think Paul Giamatti, isn't it? Yes, yes, he is. Yeah. Who's yeah. the use the girl? Uh, I can't remember who she it's was. Not. But the idea of the story is that Paul Giamatti plays. Um, I think he was in this block of flats that he takes care of. I think he was a caretaker of the block of flats, and then he rescued a lady in the water who comes from another world. Okay. And he needs to uh, collect a group of people right. to defeat. Um, some creatures from this other world who are coming to capture this lady. And and then Night Shyamalan can change the world. And Night Shyamalan is like... one of the few people who needs to be collected because his writing will eventually change the world. In, in the story, it doesn't really specify, but they say that in the future, everything he writes will be will come true. It will come true. Will be meaningful. Will serve you. And that feels like there's too much going on in that film. It yeah. was very busy. It's a lot of self aggrandizing Aggrandizement? Yeah, aggrandizement. Aggrandizement or something? Yeah, if you know how to pronounce that word, email in. <laughs> Stop trying to <laughs> put our email in every single quote that I say. Uh, um, Have you seen the film uh, Strange in the Fiction? That came out in 2006 as well. Hmm. That's another one where writing something changes, uh, affects what, the world. So, but I mean, this is not M. Night Shyamalan being M. Night Shyamalan, directing M. Night Shyamalan as the, the writer who can right. change the world. Yes. Emma Thompson. Exactly. So it just felt very, it was really bad. Okay. So he's he's now so bad that he was his name was taken off the uh, the posters and trailers things for After Earth. Oh. Poor guy. Well, I'm sure he'll come back. He's got a film called Split coming out next year, apparently. What is it about? No idea. The plot I line. thought you've seen the trailer already, Colin. You've seen all trailers now. I, I saw the IMDb page and it says uh, the plot is still under wraps. So no one knows. Uh, okay, more Oscar-related films. Let's go with uh, Children of Men. Have you seen Children of Men? No. It is possibly the only good film uh, Clive Owen ever made. Um... It might not be. I've not seen all his films. 
Uh, he is based in a world where people can't have children anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's by, by, uh, directed by Alfonso Cuaron, who um, did Gravity, one or two Harry Potter films, didn't he? Um, yes, number three and number four. Yeah, and, and it's a beautifully shot film, one, one of the most beautiful films I've, I've seen, I think, in terms of um, directory, the choices he makes. Um, it's an interesting plot line looking at how the world would be impacted, because uh, I don't think it's spoilers, because it happens fairly early on, that they discover someone who is pregnant in this world, and uh, seeing how people respond to that. But yeah, check that one out, that's pretty good. Marie Antoinette. I always put that in my list of the worst films. Um, I was in it. Uh, Kirsten Dunst. I'm, I'm a big fan of Kirsten Dunst, but um, and it's directed by uh, Sofia Coppola. But basically, you know, you know the story of Marie Antoinette. She was. She offered cake. She offered cake. She wasn't was, that what she did? She 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 said, "Let them eat cake." Yeah. Said, she right. offered cake to people. She did. Why would people hate someone who gives cake to people? That's a good point. I I think you've understood that story perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine a Marie Antoinette story where nothing happens, nothing at all. Did she not get beheaded? Literally nothing. <laughs> Did she offer cake at least? At one point she, she says, let them eat cake. I never said that. That's that reference. But basically it's just her sitting in bedrooms. Eating something. cake. Probably eating cake. Every now and again she sits outside. Oh, that's rubbish. Um, <laughs> there you go. I borrowed that film from a friend of mine. Exciting, uh, exciting backstory. Um... I have other Oscar-noted films on this list. I don't think I have anything to say about them. So let's rattle through them and see if you have anything to say. Do you have anything to say about the Queen? Isn't that where Judy Dench was in? Helen Mirren. Oh, Helen Mirren. We're all the oh, same. Oh, Judy Dench was the Queen in. Yeah, yeah. We're all the same to you. <laughs> no, next, next. <laughs> okay. Uh, Last King of Scotland. Uh, no. No. Uh, I have seen it. Well, what is British films coming in? Uh, Idi Amin uh, was was the character in that, played by Forrest Whitaker. He won't ask her for it. It also had a, a fairly young uh, James McAvoy. Uh, Blood Diamond. Blood Demon. That's Leo again, right. wasn't it? Get doing his best Zimbabwean accent. Yeah, he was in two films in 2006. He, he must have been. Well done, Leo. Oh. Busy. Okay. Uh, the, <laughs> the Devil Wears Prada. Oh, I don't even know what uh, I thought you might. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what That's Prada. a good fun film. I'm passed away, sprung onto the world stage. So did Emily Blunt. I did Emily Blunt. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just entertaining, really. I mean, if you like something which is, I wouldn't say it's quite light and fluffy. It's not a rom-com by any means. It's not a comedy by any means. I, don't know, I think it's a comedy. Is it, really? Just just my stunning teacher's performance. Um, was it, really? Okay, it was yeah, comedic elements at the beginning when yeah. Anne Hathaway was being clumsy and cut. Yes. But the last, second half, I don't think there was anything comedic about it, really. I, I don't know whether that's a, a, a genre or just you criticising the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could be. Um, wait, what's her name? Meryl Streep. She must have won an Oscar for that. She, she always wins an Oscar for everything. <laughs> um, I watched it with my old housemates. And my friend, uh, my housemate, oh, Simon Conrad, guessed the entire plot. Hi, line. Simon. I said Conrad. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Conrad. <laughs> There's no way he's listening, but hi anyway. Um, he guessed the entire plot line based on the first minute. Uh, the first minute, to be clear, was just them putting on makeup in the mirror and walking out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> and he correctly guessed the entire plot line. Um, that's the entire list of Oscar-nominated films. I, oh, no, sorry, Dreamgirls is also there. Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer Hudson won Oscar yeah. for that. And uh, Eddie Murphy was... Very close to winning an Oscar. Mm. And then they realised that he was just about to make Norbit and they didn't want to give him an Oscar for that. We may do a musical round next. Yes. In two weeks' time. Uh, first of all, we are doing a recasting. Oh, yes. Um, uh, singing in the Rain. So if you have any good ideas. Uh, I've quoted this email so many times now. Can you just uh, just rewind this podcast <laughs> and know that, can get the email uh, of us? Tell them the email, Zizi. Tell them the email. If you have any ideas... <laughs> About who should take over the main three roles in Singing in the Rain if it was remade today. Email c to z of movies at gmail.com. And if I see more than 10 new Patrick Harris's. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we did this a while ago. We did it with uh, Short Run Redemption. Had lots of good um, ideas from our, our listening audience. I'll, I'll put it on Facebook again because that's, that's uh, where a lot of people suggested things. Uh, but Singing in the Rain, replacing Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly and whoever else. The girl and the other bloke. So, uh, yes, we're, we're going to be talking about musicals in general next time. New yeah. musicals, old musicals, um, middle musicals. <laughs> well done, Colin. <laughs> Your English education is showing through. We don't bother. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, we're both, well, we're both fans of musicals. I think I, I, I'm surprised myself. I always kind of think I won't be, and then I watch one. I think, yeah, that's great. Musical talk- films or musical theatre? 
Uh, musical films. Mm. Yeah, we're not on a musical theatre because we'll talk about it next time. Mm, okay. Um, right, we, we're running a little bit uh, out of 2006 films. Uh, I, have, I have a list of the other ones I've seen. I've already talked about Rocky Balboa. I'm not interested in that. Uh, I'll talk about The Lake House, mainly because my brother loves it. Ken Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Reuniting the Speed Team. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so the idea of Lake House is um, they both live in this lake house at different times. They put letters in the postbox outside and they travel in time to each other, effectively. So uh, Keanu Reeves, I can't remember which one's in the, in the past and which one's in the future, but let's say Keanu Reeves puts it in there uh, in the future and Sandra Bullock reads it. Uh, and they fall in love. Do they ever meet? Well, uh, spoilers uh, for that one, because they, suddenly they get planting. Huh? I, I won't give spoilers because there's a bit of a, well, they won't they. Um, and also, I actually can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a good film? I, I did enjoy it. I, I, Simon loves it. Hi, Simon. There you go. Um, <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. It's not as good as speed. Um, if I was ranking my films that feature sound of and Keanu Reeves, it comes in definitely second. Um, Before Speed 2? Oh, Speed 2, Keanu Reeves wasn't in Speed 2. He wasn't in Speed 2. Yeah, yeah what else we got? We've got Hollywoodland. I think I actually mentioned that. Well, again, one of those films that people realised that Ben Affleck actually was quite good. He played George Reeve, uh, who was a Superman actor back in the day. It was a kind of a flashback slash murder mystery thing. It was a bit weird. Mm. Not that good. But ben Affleck is good in it. Adrian Brady stars as a detective. He's, he does some fun bits, but it kind of loses way a bit, I thought. Um, you got any other uh, 2006 I've films? I've got um, Leaf of Vendetta. Oh, yes. You should watch it. I have. Mm. I quite like it. I do not. Why not? Why? Mm. Is that because they bombed Parliament. Uh, <laughs> Just because they bombed Parliament. We've managed to get this far without being critical. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, Let's save the podcast. Was it Hugo Weaving, right? Hugo Weaving. I didn't like it because Natalie Portman's English accent is the worst English accent I've ever heard. Well, given that I only came to the UK one for a year, I thought Natalie Portman's English accent was brilliant. It was perfect. Was it was on point. Atrocious. It was brilliant. I mean, lit- I'm, I'm not being hyper. I'm not using hyperbole. Literally the worst English accent I've heard. <laughs> and it kind of is quite distracting. I also, yeah. I'm thinking basically when he keeps her. Captive. And she's like, yeah, no, fine. It's yeah. like Beauty and the Beast. It is like Beauty and the Beast. Except the Beast bombs Parliament. Yep. <laughs> it's like Beauty and the Beast meets the gunpowder plot. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the tagline. Um, I've seen Click, we should talk about it. I've seen My Super Ex Girlfriend. We, we, we did talk about it, but I think it was before we started recording. Hmm. Oh, did we? Yeah. <laughs> 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 we probably did. Uh, I thought Click was probably the last Adam Sandler film I enjoyed. Okay. I'm not since. sure I've ever enjoyed it. Any Adam Sandler films? Happy Gilmore was okay. Yeah. I uh, Click, so he's got a TV remote and he can change time, can you? Yeah. That's pretty much it. You don't need to say anything else. But right. He got it from Bath Bit and Beyond. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know. Uh, I've seen uh, My Super Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, Uma Thurman? Yep. In it. And it was actually quite entertaining. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think you should watch it. You, you, you sound slightly ashamed of yeah. <laughs> it. I'm a little bit ashamed of watching it. But I really do like it. Um, it is what it is. Okay. Uh, Luke Wilson plays a guy who used to date uh, Uma Thurman. Who's a superhero. Who's a superhero. Okay. So she goes through all the breakup scenes by throwing a shark at him. Everyone likes a bit of shark throwing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so much fun. <laughs> Okay, I'd like to get serious again for a moment, Susan. The film An Inconvenient Truth. Right, we can stop being serious now. Uh, <laughs> 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 I've not seen that film, but it's basically about how we're going to die. What? Why, why did you bring it up then? Why did you bring it up? Because uh, it's on my list of films from that year. Why, why did you bring it up? I've not seen it. And it changes <laughs> the whole mood of this podcast. It's such a. A mood dampener today, Colin. I, I mentioned The Last Kiss a while ago. It's only down there with my least favorite films of the year. Zach Braff stars as a guy who decides that because he's turning 30, he should cheat on his girlfriend. And we're supposed to think that's a good idea. Zach Braff, isn't it? He's not, I love Garden State. I thought it was a brilliant film. I love Scrubs. Scrubs is great, but I think he's. Um, that was a very disappointing follow up. Features uh, Rachel Bilson and someone else. From the OC? From the OC. And someone whose name now escapes me. Mm. Uh, yeah, don't watch it. Um, I am running out of 2006 films I want to talk about, as you can tell. Yeah, um, I've got one more actually. Okay, big finish. Big finish. (laughs) (laughs) So much pressure, Colin. But this was a very unheard of film. Okay. And it's a horror film as well. You've seen a horror film? I know. Okay. Um, But it was quite campy. Right. And it stars Nathan Fillion. 
which was why I watched it in the first place. I like Nathan Fillion. You're gonna tell us the title? Uh, Slither. Slither. Isn't that Nathan Fillion? Yeah, it's Nathan Fillion. If you can't guess by the name, Slither is about an army of slugs from outer space (laughs) attacking a small town in the USA. Is it a comedy? I thought it was going to be like comedy horror. Yeah. But it turned out to be very lacking on the comedy bit. Okay. Maybe if you like. How big was the horror? Was it scary? Not very scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I watched it because I like Nathan Fillion. Uh, mostly known for uh, Firefly. In Castle. Because oh, yes, he plays Castle in Castle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for, for interjecting into <laughs> this in such a very informative <laughs> way. <laughs> really. Uh, I've used the phrase I've not seen it more more this time than, <laughs> yeah, than ever before. Well done. Well done. Um, and even then, still, it's not as bad as X-Men The Last. Okay. Fine. Uh, that's 2006 in film. Let's move on to our regular segment, The Actor Factor. This week, we're looking at the films of Chris Pratt. Yes! <laughs> Chris Pratt! I love Chris Pratt. Zina's excited because he's actually seen some films. Yes, which I'm more than four. <laughs> which is probably my record. Okay, well let's um let's start at the bottom. What do you say is the worst Chris Pratt film you've seen? First of all, can I say that? Let's not, let's not start at the bottom. <laughs> Parks and Recreation. Yes. It's a very good TV series. Yes, it is. Although the first season takes some getting. First season isn't great. No. But it's quite short. Only six episodes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. The second series they really take off. Uh, it's it's a mockumentary thing, so kind of the style of the office. If you've seen that, the better than the office. Um, yeah, set in local government in uh, Indiana. Pawnee. Pawnee, Indiana. Uh, yes, it's brilliant. Check it out. Back to Chris Pratt films. That's Chris Pratt films. <laughs> what is the worst Chris Pratt film you've seen? Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. <laughs> have you seen Bridesmaids? I have not. It's also called Bride Wars. Oh, yeah. Bridesmaids is a different film. No, yeah, it's true. It's called Bride Wars. Do you want to cut that out? Or uh, you? Yeah, yeah. Let's do okay. that. What's the worst Chris Pratt film you've seen? <laughs> Bride Wars. Bride Wars. I've not seen Bride Wars. Tell me about it. Uh, it stars... And Hathaway stars, I think it's Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson, that's right. Yeah, and I'm not sure who Kate Hudson's uh, husband is in Bright Wars, but, but Chris Pratt is playing Anne Hathaway's fiancé. Okay. So the idea of Bright Wars is that these two best friends uh, has always wanted this particular venue for their wedding. Because both these girls, being the best friends they are, oh, yeah. decide that the best way to get hold of that date for themselves and only for themselves, for selfish reasons, decide to sabotage each other. Makes sense. Right. That's how it would happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, for example, uh, Anne Hathaway dyed Kate Hudson's hair blue. Hilarious. And Kate Hudson was at Anne Hathaway's tanning salon and overdid the settings, so she became... Yeah, this sounds like a bad film. Yeah. And Chris Pratt pretty much plays... By the way, spoiler alert. No, don't go watch He plays um, Anne Hathaway's uh, fiancé, who is pretty much the loser. Okay. He was still quite far back then, wasn't he? He, he was okay. Okay. But he plays Anne Hathaway's fiancé and everyone knows, you know, that Anne Hathaway would not end up with him because she was basically against this whole marriage. Okay. So at the end of the film, Kate Hudson got married and Hathaway broke up with Chris Pratt and Anne Hathaway got together with Kit Hudson's brother. Yeah. Yeah. Not nice. Oh, God. It's such a bad film. It's fair to say Anne Hathaway's career has improved since then. She yeah. won an Oscar. So did Chris Pratt. Uh, so did Chris Pratt. Kate Hudson's not so much. Why has she been winning? She was in a Sam Braff film called uh, Wish I Was Here. That's pretty good. Was that based on a pink fight? No. That's Wish You Were Here. But good knowledge. I saw her in a trailer for something the other day. Oh, it's the um, Deepwater Horizon film. She's going to be in that. Okay, my least favourite Chris Pratt film is probably the five-year engagement, which I actually quite like. Um, so, well done, Chris Pratt. He's done some good stuff. That's why I love Chris Pratt. <laughs> um, it's five-year engagement. Uh, Emily Blunt, the great Emily Blunt, uh, gets engaged to Jason Siegel. Do you know how long that engagement lasts? <laughs> I don't know, Colin. Was it 10 years? Yeah, close, but, you know, uh, five years later, they get oh. married. Um, it's, it's a fun film, except the whole, maybe about half hour in the middle, where they completely lose their way, and it goes very out there. I think it's, it's, a, I mean, it's a comedy, so it's, it's not supposed to be realistic or anything. But Jason Siegel from... Jason Siegel from... Oh, my that's right. Um, at one point, a girl shoots every blunt with an arrow. It, it kind of, <laughs> what? It, it seems to... Basically, it becomes very... Um, Farcical middle half. Who does Chris Pratt play? Uh, Chris Pratt plays a friend of Jason Segel. I think he might be the best man. Uh, he does it fine. He doesn't. He doesn't do much. Everyone's very good. Everyone's good in everything. Yeah. Alison Brie of uh, of Community fame um, is in the film, and basically her British accent is just 
in doing an impersonation of Emily Blunt, which is their sisters, I guess, kind of works. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not a terrible film by any means, but um, it's probably my least favourite of his. Okay, so let's let's run through a few. I think we've probably both seen most of these ones on this list. Yes. Um, well, quick, I mentioned Ten Years. I mentioned it a few weeks ago. It's a very good film. He, he was very fat at that point. It's a, it's a high school reunion. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think I said it was my favourite film beginning with a number. Um, it probably isn't, but hey. <laughs> uh, I recommend that one. Uh, how about Moneyball? Have you seen Moneyball? I've seen Moneyball. He plays a baseball player. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like Moneyball because it combines statistics. Which is something I like. Yes. Yeah, yeah baseball, which I don't care about. No. <laughs> so, well, you're not really a sports fan, I think it's fair to say. Um, uh, I, 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 um. No. No. I was like, it took me a while to try to think of like, a, a like, sport Am I a sports fan? Uh, <laughs> no, I suppose I'm not. Um, I'm not a baseball fan because I'm British. Uh, but it's it's a very uh, well written film. Aaron Sorkin uh, wrote it, he's the guy who wrote The West Wing. Uh, stars Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. Uh, on Jonah Oscar. Hill, Academy Award nominee Jonah Hill. Exactly. Multiple Academy Award nominee Jonah Hill. It's not my favourite of Aaron Sorkin's films, but it, it does it well. I think it does well. Some sports films are very much about sports. So things like Any Given Sunday. Yes. It, it's just a film about American football. I don't care. Whereas this one... The Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks is a good example of <laughs> um, But I think even though neither of us care about baseball, we can still enjoy yeah, I enjoyed it. Again, Chris Pratt, not really. It would have rumbled along without him. Mm. So let's move on to some of his latest films. Um, da, 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 Zero Dark Thirty. I have, I've recorded it. I've not yet seen it. That was the first film that he really slimmed down for. I mean, probably yes. very, very uh, Which gives me lots of hope. That yes. one day... If you can't see us, because you can't, it's a podcast... We, we are all obese people. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but if Chris Pratt can do it, we can so do can it. So can we. Uh, so let's move on to the next one, which is Her. Oh, my favourite film. Which is also my favourite film by Chris Pratt. Her is in a not-so-distant future yep. about a man played by Joaquin Phoenix who buys a... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, is it? Operating system. Oh, operating system. Uh, something like Siri right now. Yeah. Who develops sentience and falls in love with her. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so uh, Scott Hansen voices voices the very well as well. Called Samantha, isn't it? Um, yeah. It also featured Amy Adams in supporting role, and uh, directed by oh boy, who directed Jones. 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 Thank you. Um, yeah, fantastic film. Very well shot. Great, great script. Um, great script. Yeah. It was. Oh, the script was amazing. It's the way he examines the relationship between kind of man and computer. It's not just a. It's not. A, it's kind of it's got funny bits, but it's not kind of a let's laugh at this guy. It's a quite a deep look at what relationships are and what what technology does in relation with that. Um, yes. Um, again, Chris Pratt's fine in it. <laughs> it doesn't have to be Chris Pratt in it. Really. <laughs> He's got a weird moustache. Yeah, um, so, but to be fair, everyone has a weird moustache yes, in not so distant future. So you'll be perfect in the not so distant future. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I, for those who can't see me, which again is all of you, I have a wonderful goatee. Um, <laughs> and, and, and. With, with, with moustache elements. Yeah. Um, fine. Yeah, beautiful film. I think if, if you've come away with nothing else from this podcast, which is very possible, uh, I think you should watch her. Watch her. Don't get put off by the fact that it sounds like a Big Bang Theory episode which with the plot line. It does sound like it. And also, a kind of weird scene early on involving phone sex. Ignore those bits, it's a great film. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about some films that Chris Pratt actually did stuff in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jurassic World. Uh, I enjoyed Jurassic World more than I thought I would because I was never a big fan of Jurassic Park growing up. I enjoyed... Um, so Jurassic Park was the first film I've seen. I didn't like the next two. I enjoyed the last one. I, I saw that at the cinema. Weirdly, it's the only film, the only sequel I can think of that puts the subtitle first. So that's called The Lost World, colon Jurassic Park. Why would you do that? Um, no idea. Why would you do that? Yeah, for Jurassic World, he, he plays the main guy in that. He does it very well. When, when you know him as a comic actor, mm. seeing him as kind of like the buff action hero, effectively, um, takes a bit of getting used to, but I think he, he did that admirably. Uh, he's, he's, he's becoming his own... Uh, his own brand. His own brand, isn't it? Mm. Like, he's becoming like 
people are calling him the, like the Han Solo. Yes, yeah. He has this affableness, isn't it? What is that the word? Affability. Affability, yeah. Affability about him. Yes. Yeah, makes him very like He's been talked about as maybe the new uh, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. He was rumoured as the new console. Obviously, that's going to our favourite actor. No, we're not going to make me say the name again. <laughs> Let's get back to this. Alden. Oh, no, fine. I thought there were, only, uh, there were some issues with Jurassic World. Okay. Whoever the girl is running in heels. Bryce, Bryce <laughs> running in heels yes. everywhere. Yes, that was odd. Her character was quite pointless. Also, running it, running much faster than a massive dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> in heels. To be clear, the dinosaur wasn't in heels. Yes, it's it's not it's 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 good family fun. I wouldn't take it too seriously. It was quite scary at points as well. Was it? Yeah, when they got the poor English assistant. Oh yeah, she died, didn't she? Mm. Uh, that was weird. Um, two more blockbusters. Um, so he was in Guardians of the Galaxy, the main role in that. And uh, and the Lego Movie, the main role in that. And I own all those films on DVD. There you go. Which this shows to show how much I love Chris Pratt. Let's love Chris Pratt. <laughs> um, yeah, we've, we've talked a little bit about both of those, haven't we? Um, Probably Lego Movie because of the games last yeah. two weeks ago. But Guardians of Galaxy. Yeah, so Guardians of Galaxy. Um, he plays the lead role, Peter Quill. Um, but set out in space, he's uh, an Earthling, but he's surrounded by quick ones. Basically playing Han Solo. Yes. It's a good fun film. It's very quite different from the rest of the MCU. Yeah, it's very fun. I have to say, yeah. it's just fun. Much, more, much more comedy. Yeah, um, compared to the MCU. It was good to see them do something different. Um, so it's good to see them say, well, actually, let's, let's experiment. Let's see if we can do a, a space comedy, effectively. Mm. Um, and the sequel is coming out. Yeah. Next year, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost coming out as well, it's Yeah, yeah. Was uh, it 2018? I can't remember when it was. I, I've lost track of the Marvel. Yeah, well, they change it all the time. Yeah, they? that's the thing. But I'm definitely looking forward to that. Right, I think that's all the uh, all the Chris Pratt films we've oh. seen. Um, so I think, as we sometimes occasionally try and do, we rank best to worst. We both agree her is the best. Her is the best. Uh, I'm happy to agree that Void Wars is the worst, because I've not seen it and it sounds worse than the five-year engagement. It's awful. Basically what we've learned is Chris Pratt shouldn't make marriage-based films. And Chris Pratt can do no wrong. Can do no wrong in Zeon's eyes. Fine. Uh, next time we'll be talking about Will Smith, uh, who it turns out Zeon doesn't like. You'll have to wait he, two weeks to find out why. He can do wrong. <laughs> Which is weird because I thought everyone liked Will Smith. It's the opposite of Chris Pratt. Okay, fine. Um, Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) So let's move on to our famous uh, segment. And uh, our last segment. And our last segment, uh, the quiz. So uh, we've had four quizzes so far. I won the first three, but last time Zizan got a draw. So has has the have the tables turned? Is is he on the up? Uh, The theme is Spider Man. I'm so confident about Spider Man movies. I've not really bothered researching. <laughs> so, so let's see how that goes. Well, I'll ask the first question, Zijan. Actually, I've got five questions, and they're all about a uh, different film. Mine too. Yeah, excellent. Uh, what was the name of the Chad Kruger song on the Spider-Man soundtrack? I know this. Hero. Hero. One nil. Very good. Yeah, it's Hero. Um, my question one from the first Spider-Man film. Excellent. Which character from the X-Men was supposed to appear in the first Spider-Man? Uh, they... Well, it's only intended to bring in Wolverine. So we want to Wolverine. That's correct. Why not? Why not? Yeah, there's a weird one. They're like, yeah, let's put him in. And mm-hmm. then they realise they didn't have any copyright. Nope. And then <laughs> <they> are, <"Oops." laughs> it's like, surely you should have thought of that. <laughs> okay. Uh, according to Spider-Man 2, J. Jonah Jameson's son was the first person to do what on the moon? Set foot on the moon? No, the first person to play football on the moon. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah. I'm a bit obscure for that one. But, uh... My name's quite obscure as well. Okay. Spider-Man 2. Um... What chemical element does Doc Ock need to fuel his reactor? He needs precious trillium. Or just trillium. Uh, he... uh, it's close enough. It's trillium. Are you sure? Yeah. Anyway, if you give me the point, I won't argue. I won't argue. Too hard. 2-1. Two, one. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you can pull level. Uh, question on Spider-Man 3. Who played Gwen Stacy in Spider-Man 3? Um, is it Bryce Dallas Howard? It is Bryce Dallas Howard, who we just mentioned. Yeah. So, uh, there you go. I was thinking... Do I remember Bryce Dallas Howard because of Jurassic World, or is it because I knew she played Gwen Stacy? She does appearing in, in sequels. Like she turned up in Spider-Man 3, Jurassic Park 4, Terminator 4. Mm-hmm. Let's make a first film. <laughs> anyway. Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3. How did Spider-Man ultimately destroy Venom? Um, through sound. He put him in the middle of some pipes and hit them. He didn't, Venom didn't die from that, though. Oh, no. In which case, I've got it wrong, I guess. Yeah, he threw a pumpkin bomb at him. Did he yeah. really? Yeah, and he threw a venom. Oh, and then, yes, he did, didn't he? Uh, yes. What's the name of the guy? Brock 
Eddie Brock mm. jumped in to oh. win him in the last bit. There you go, two all. Two all. Oh, it's getting, getting tense. Mm-hmm. Question four. Who directed The Amazing Spider-Man? It's one of my famous director questions. Yes, <laughs> and I researched it. Finally, it's Mark Webb. Mark Webb, 3-2. Finally. I'm getting scared now. Question four. In The Amazing Spider-Man, Dr. Kurt Connors tried regenerating limbs by first testing it on what animal? Uh, he tested it on rats. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much so. It's a lab mouse. Ah, close enough. Yeah. Yes. Close enough. You've been generous today. That's good. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Can you remember me being generous <laughs> when you asked the last question? I will. Of course, I think my last question is very simple. Okay, well, so here we are. Three or... We know more about Spider-Man in film than we do about most topics we talked about. But yes. from fifth question. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 features performances from three Oscar-winning actors slash actresses. Name two of them. Sally Field. Sally Field, very good. Winning, right? Winning, yeah. Definitely Sally Field. Um, uh, the, the guy who played Electro. Hey, on Zizan's face right now. The guy who played Electro, he definitely won for Rain. He did? He won for Rain. He did? Can we learn? Are you going to be generous for me? I'm going to need a name. Come on. Are you going to be generous for me? <laughs> no, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Well done. Okay. Oh dear. Three, four, four, three. Yeah. I, I need this one to, to avoid my first quiz defeat. Well, my last one is quite easy though, so I don't know oh, if I'm Mind games. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> because I think I struggled the most with asking a question for the, finding a question for the last by the way. Okay. Because I thought it wasn't the best. <laughs> really. Okay. But it was, um, who, who played the rhino? Rhino was played by Paul Giamatti. That's right, and we are tied again. There you go, four all. Eight out of ten. It's not bad, is it? Yeah, it's pretty good. My, my father would be delighted. Um, <laughs> um, well, there you go, another draw. Mm-hmm. Still waiting for your first victory season. Now, we could have given me a victory if you just answered it wrongly. <laughs> I could, but still, a draw, one is even. And uh, what we, what's the quiz on next week's season? What? <laughs> you can't put this on me. You remember how we take it in terms of choose? <laughs> Every time. You can't can show this on me now. I'll let you know I'll post in, on my Facebook. There we go. Uh, brilliant. <laughs> well, that's the uh, that's the end of this week's uh, this, this time's podcast. Thank you for joining me, Zijan. It's been great having you in the room for this podcast. Hey! May never be repeated. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll, we'll see you next time when we're talking about musicals. Cheerio. Bye.